this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Please say your full name uh, and home address and say that you hate Final Fantasy VIII right now. My name is Britton Smith, and <laughs> nice. I, I live nice on alias. 1234 First Street, <laughs> and I hate Final Fantasy VIII and, and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, coming in sorry, strong. Look, sorry, I'm ending it there. The pharmacy is now open. Yo, what is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of VGRX, your weekly dose of video game news. Trying something new, huh? Yeah, I was trying to throw a little hmm. spin on it. Did you I like don't it? know how I feel it, yeah, about it. Yeah, it didn't work. Sorry. Yikes. Okay. Try something different next time. Okay. okay? Well, I'll try it right but now. Ready? Do, do Hang keep on. trying things. Okay, go ahead. Yo, what is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of VGRX, your weekly dose of video game news, knowledge, and know-how. Good. Is, uh, think, was that better? Better. Okay, cool. Let's keep rolling. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, my name momentum up. <laughs> you got to start off strong, you know what I'm I know. Saying? And then, like, you know, you know you've hit your stride at the beginning, and you just cruise all the way down. Just down, right? Yes. Downhill? Mm-hmm. No. Yep. This what? is going to be a great show, through and through. That's Start what I finish. like to hear. Well, that was Britton. Hey. And then we have Zach. Yo, yo. And I am Scott. And then we have Dan on the couch. Soon. In about 15 minutes. That's the goal. So. We actually heard from him today. Yes. Some some weeks, one of us will just not show up at all, but we know he's coming this time. So, so mostly it's Zach when he does that. But Yeah, that was a jab for y'all I to nev- catch I, on to it. I would never. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, yes, it's good to see right. you. And you brought me a delicious beverage, Zach. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Also, you like it. Thank, thank you, you for not being here last week. You're welcome. Thanks. Anyways, I, I hope I helped. That was a very overt jab. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't even subtle. <laughs> I just had Rude. to throw it out there. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we uh, actually we have news. This There's week. things to talk about. Other than a Nintendo. Lot um, Other than Nintendo. Let me look over this uh, outline real quick. <laughs> okay. No guys, Nintendo to be found. Wow, you guys want to. The answer Talk to about Nintendo trivia. Oh yeah, hey, let's Scott, do that. Scott, do you know how this show works? No. There's trivia. Then there's there's <laughs> maybe some banter. There's sometimes banter. You mean and rambling the, and yeah. then trivia. And then, Got it. And then the news kicks in. Okay. So <laughs> we asked, uh, what was the well, first? Okay, hang on. Before uh, we get too involved in this, God, we're all over the place. We're <laughs> we're two questions behind right now. So you asked a question two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago, and then Dan asked a question last week. We tried to Google the answer to your question, Zach. We could not come. We up. also Can't find it. That's so good. We are so happy. We also couldn't remember what it was. Um, so. Just without, give us the question again. With, yeah, without further ado, what was the question? What was the first game to feature taking pictures with a camera as a major gameplay device? Okay, and then me and Dan both said Pokemon Snap. Which yep. we were Didn't even skip a beat. Nope. Instantly, and you're 100% correct. I oh, knew crap. it. Yeah. I Are you telling it. me there was not a game in the first 25 years of video gaming with a photo taking and mechanic I think, in I think it? you brought up another game as well, but they mentioned that and that no Pokemon... <laughs> Snap was the first game. Well, now I hate that question. I, I was really excited to hear the answer. I thought it would be something that throws people off, but it's like the most obvious answer And in the I, world. I did kind of pick, uh, pick that as well because Spider-Man has uh, a lot of okay photo, photo stuff. stuff in games. And you're a Time photographer. And I'm a photographer. Hey, yeah. guys, go check out uh, Zach's uh, website. ZachRothPhotography.com? Yeah, Zach Photography. This is, is ZachRoth.com. Oh, Boom, ZachRoth.com. Go to ZachRoth.com. Zach, for your... genuinely, you take awesome pictures. Yeah, thank you. You really you're do. Really, you're really good at he, capturing people thank yes. you he yeah. he took some of my photos for just this thing that i wanted to do and uh got actually noticed by the website so yeah very cool lit, so, lit. There, yeah <laughs> lit, 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 lit. <laughs> um but yeah no go check out him uh yeah, but yes yeah, i i was really confident it was pokemon snap because i honestly can't remember of anything else that had a good mechanic that had to he do he didn't with say photos. good oh <laughs> He just said a photo mechanic. <sighs> Anyways, what was, uh, what was Dan's question again? <laughs> um, I've never even played Pokemon Snap, okay? Is okay. it great? Do you love it or something? I love it. Yeah, it's oh, a great okay. game. It, All right. It's, it's a, it's bas- think of it like a rail shooter, but instead of shooting bullets, you're shooting photos, and you're mm-hmm. not shooting at monsters, you're shooting at monsters. What's the, what's the goal? Why are you doing this? See, he totally missed my like funny... Never mind. Um, to <laughs> take did. photos of Pokemon. Yeah, so there's no that, point. Kind of like Animal Crossing. You, There's just no point. <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> How do I do this to you every week? I'm sorry. It's not even my goal. You know, you do this to me all the time we talk. Yeah. You, you, I do like, I guess, maybe just whenever, looking at Pokemon in their natural habitat. Whenever part of the I, I'm like, great. I get to see Brent today. We're going to have some good conversation. <laughs> all you do is poke me with a giant stick and sit on my face. <laughs> just whoa. Just oh, know sorry. that every time I do this, it's all because of Zelda 2, okay? Okay. Because you you just endlessly flip me crap about that Look, game. Look, I, so. I can't help but talk about the worst game of all time. So, See? so. there it is. Unfortunately, the industry was kind of shook this, this past shook. week. Wait, wow. wait. Hang on. We... Wait. I know we kept on talking and we're bantering on a little bit too long. Yeah, but what? we should we should hit it with Z- uh, Dan's question. Oh yeah, so. that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I did, I appreciate where you're going with that because <laughs> me and Brent can moving. just go yeah, forward. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like I better push this train along. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's question was, and you remember this? So during the Nintendo Direct, they had a pretty extensive segment on Final Fantasy games, and they announced a bunch of them. And we didn't really have time to go over them. Dan threw out, what is the one obvious omission from these announcements? The one game they skipped over that probably should have been a part of this. Uh, and uh, I had no idea. You didn't, you didn't even have a guess. No. Zach, any idea? Oh, I just told you, didn't I? Well, I said Final <laughs> Fantasy 58. 58. Oh, that's Yeah, true. good guess. That is not included in this announcement, so you were right, in a manner <laughs> of speaking. Yes. And someday, if things keep going the way they are, we will have Final Fantasy 50. So uh, we might get to that point. Um, but the answer was Final Fantasy 8. They announced, uh, really quick, they announced Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, and 15 Pocket, and then a bunch of side projects. They did not announce 8. You'll you, notice 8 is an obvious omission there. Oh, you can, like, you just hear, they're, they're like, uh, uh, Final Fantasy 7, forget about 8, yeah. Final Fantasy 9, like, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I, like, personally, I'm not a big fan of 8. Have any of you guys played it? No. Yeah, it's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I know a lot about Final Fantasy, but I have not played a lot of them. Okay. Especially the older ones. Yeah. Just, it, yeah. I don't want to say it went for realism, but it kind of went for this aesthetic that looked more like a real world locale than like a fantasy mm-hmm. setting. And then the characters were pretty, you know, proportionate. Mm-hmm. They looked like real people. And I didn't like their personalities at all. It was a very like brooding and angsty game and it had leon in it that's all i know and the only reason i knew that is because he was in king Wars. no no wait leon yeah his name is squall his last name is leon hart yeah but everyone calls him leon do they yes oh interesting okay see i didn't even finish that game okay so. see boom shows whatever. where i'm at but uh, squall, leon, all those other games matter. are awesome i think they made the right choice i'm just gonna say that wow some people Yikes. will uh disagree no doubt but. hey guys britain smith here uh one two three <laughs> crap the truth is out there <laughs> the truth is out here okay just be um, honest that's all zach i know what direction you want to go in but yeah. don't you think we should wait for dan because i know dan oh yeah has, you guys are right yeah we dan has some opinions yeah he this. definitely wants to talk about that with us yes. um speaking of final fantasy though i could i could jump to another final fantasy okay. topic go from there um nobuo uematsu who is the composer, the longtime composer for the Final Fantasy series, has stepped away from uh, work, essentially, as a composer for health reasons. So first thing I'm going to say is, I don't know if you actually pronounced that right, but good on you if you did. I took Japanese in high school. I know how to pronounce it. Wow. Nobuo Uematsu. Dang. There you go. All I know is Miyamoto. He That's is, all I know. He's one of the most legendary music, uh, video game music composers of all time. He's right up there with Koji Kondo, the, the Mario composer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's done some amazing work. To Xanarkin, Final Fantasy X, one of my favorite video game tracks of all time. It's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I have to say that Final Fantasy music is probably some of the best music in any video game franchise. Isn't it? To be, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's of the caliber of stuff you find in film and across other mediums. It's it, it's up there with classical music. It's just fantastic I, stuff. I think it's cool that like he's here's an example. Like you know the 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 classic enemy theme when you just get in a random encounter and they bring it into other games and you get you almost get like goosebumps. You're like yeah. Ooh. Oh, it, it totally gives you yeah. music chills for sure. It's awesome. So he's 59 years old and he wrote in a blog post that uh, he's been insanely busy yes, uh, recently, not yesterday, recently. With all kinds of projects, and he says the resulting fatigue has finally caught up with me, and I find it mentally and physically difficult to go on at my current pace. So I don't know that this means he's stepping away permanently. It may just mean he needs a break for a while. Who knows what the actual health concerns that he has right now are, but he, it's clear that uh, his hard work for a long, long time now is catching up with him. He also has a, a metal band 
and he tours with a metal band called the Black Mages. Dan could actually probably speak to this a little more too, but he does um, metal covers of a lot of his iconic music from the Final Fantasy games, and he tours with this band. He, he wails on the electric guitar. This guy's, this guy's a musical genius. Do you think it has anything to do with um, all the remakes of Final Fantasy games that are coming out? I don't know like, that he would have a lot to do with those, do you think? I mean, if you're trying to update the entire game, you would think music would be a huge part of it. So, I mean, in in my thoughts, I would think that it would have something to do with it. I suppose that's a possibility. So yeah, and what, I don't know. What is it? Seven, which is no small task. Mm-hmm. And I know they're uh, remaking a couple of the other ones. Like, I know they've, uh, they're remaking 12 as well, I believe it is. Um, and then... Uh, no, 12, 12 just got a remaster. And oh, that, okay, that's already it. out. You're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, and then... I, I know there's a couple others that they're working. It's I guess Final Fantasy esque stuff that is mm-hmm. being worked on. I mean, he just came so. off of 15 too, which was a massive project. That's true. So, Fair enough. Yeah, that that could be part of what led to this fatigue. Yeah, the, the place he's at right now. Well, hopefully I, he's okay. Yeah, I, I hope like health wise he's actually doing all right, and this is just you know he needs to take a break for a while. If he does need to retire, totally understandable. Has, and he has contributed uh, so much to the industry already. Yeah, nobody can be. Uh, too too upset about the situation. So has he I worked mean, on other stuff? <laughs> um, I his Final Fantasy. That's a good question. I'm only really familiar with his Final Fantasy work. I wouldn't be surprised if he, he was involved with other Square projects over the years, but I can't say for sure. I don't know. That that would take a little research. Google. I'm sure Dan could tell us, but <laughs> Dan's not here right now. Dan, Dang if it. you guys don't know, Dan is a music guy through and through, through and, and through. he pays hyper close attention to the soundtracks of games and movies and things like that. So I've actually seen him writing out like scripts of music just by listening to the sound of music. It's yeah. pretty intense. Oh no, yeah, it's impressive. But Oh, he just texted. He's on his way. He oh, is. Good. Yes, he is. <laughs> cool. He, he's just now on his way. Um, do you guys want to talk about Sony a little bit? Sony, Sony's got some things to talk about this week. Some stuff that really caught me off guard. Sure. Well, one thing that did, one thing that didn't. Um, let's start with the this what you guys may consider lesser piece of news, and then we'll get on to the more important stuff. Yeah, go for it. Um, Sony is not going to be pursuing handheld gaming at all anymore, it sounds like. Okay. We knew that the Vita was going to be discontinued officially, formally, as of early next year, 2019. Are they still making those? Yeah. Do people buy them? No. Okay, cool. (laughs) If you look at NPD charts, it's like in the hundreds usually, whereas the other systems are in the hundreds of thousands of units sold. Oh my god. Vita's in hundreds literally it's it's like minuscule numbers and it has been for a long time i honestly forgot it was a system like well, whenever I, mean, a, I go into any kind of game no stores have any yeah. shelf space dedicated to no. it at all anymore i mean but that doesn't mean like amazon is not going to carry it for instance i don't know if they do right now or not but yeah they were still making them up until uh and and are still apparently up until early next year but they're going to officially pull the plug on that early next year i mean it, it it's obvious right that they're discontinuing the vita but in a statement accompanying that, um, they officially stated that they will, for the foreseeable future, not be pursuing handheld uh, devices at all anymore. I mean, that's not a surprise. I think Nintendo kind of has that unlocked. Yeah, um, it's true. But I mean, when they launched the Vita, Nintendo sort of had it unlocked too. Because yeah. the, the PSP never really took on the DS in a big way. No. It was kind of just another system that was out there, never even touched the numbers of DS. Well, I'm so. saying even with the Switch now. Yeah. You know, the switch is a juggernaut. It's selling like crazy and it, it corners that market very well. So one, it's hard to compete with the switch. And then two, the mobile market just hasn't really taken off kind of like home console gaming. Well, mobile's big, right? On phones. But as far as handheld, dedicated handheld consoles go, Nintendo's been the only one that ever really made a mark in that, that market. So, and they continue to be the only ones. So yeah, you're right. It's not surprising. Um, it might be a little bittersweet for some because I guess with the, well, both of them, the PSP and the Vita, the goal was always to make something that felt a little bit more like a home console and yeah, had more, definitely. had deeper experiences, has bigger experiences, more cinematic experiences. Whereas the Nintendo line, I guess up until the Switch, was more about like small, uh, you know, less, less, less graphical fidelity experiences. And uh, it was just kind of a different thing. So when the PSP came along and it was they were running games that looked like PS2 games, it was really impressive. And then the Vita did that again, and it was leaps and bounds ahead of the 3DS in terms of processing power, the visuals, what it was capable of. But apparently people just weren't looking for that. 
Yeah. And I'm, it's funny, the Switch has taken off in a big way and it's kind of doing that same thing, but it has all of the development power of Nintendo behind it. It now has third parties on board. Yeah, big so it's, it's more the support, I think, than it is the hardware itself that has made the Switch catch on and the Vita die a slow, horrible death. I, but. Mean, I remember kind of like the, the Pika. I forgot whether it was the PSP or the uh, PS Vita, but I remember people like taking them onto planes and downloading movies and having oh, yeah. all kinds of games and people were just having them everywhere talk about them all the time. Yep. Uh, but at some point, they just kind of died off. You're right. The PSP launched with a movie library, too. I forgot about that because it yep. used discs. It used those tiny optical Little discs tiny that were ones. encased in a plastic shell. And yeah, they, it launched with a, a library of movies, too. Well, yep. That that didn't take off at all anymore, or any more than the games did. Part of that is because around that same time we were getting phones and uh, streaming was falling into place, and people had other ways to watch video content on the go. Yeah, but maybe it was a little ahead of its time in that regard, I guess. So not really a surprise. No, no, it's not. A little sad, but it's fine. I mean, I owned both of those systems. I owned a PSP. I owned a Vita, and there was a handful of games on each that I really liked, but. It was just because those games couldn't be played anywhere else. It's not that the system itself was that great. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that does leave Nintendo all on its own in this market, which it kind of had to itself anyway, but now it's like just completely Solely the only them. one out there. So uh, it's going to do even better as a result, maybe. And then we have other Sony news. Yeah, hit, run us through that real quick. Us with it. I didn't put the story down, this, but, this I'll, was, but I'll, I'll break it. This was shocking. Yeah. I'm triggered by this. Uh, Wait, in a good way? <laughs> Sony is actually uh, doing crossplay. Whoa, congratulations. We never thought we'd see it. Just Fortnite, correct? Right yes. now, it's just Fortnite. It's so Fortnite. dumb. Like, why would you hold out for so long when you see that that's where the community. Like, Nintendo got Fortnite and immediate, right when the game came out, they're like, yeah, you can play with anyone you want. Well, so, Nintendo, I guess, was you know the third console to market with the Switch and didn't have the bigger user base, so it didn't have anything to lose by doing that. But Sony, Sony's the big what, guy. What does Sony has to lose? Oh, I don't really like playing this on my PlayStation Four. I'm going to go out and buy an Xbox. I guess, I guess there's something about being the <coughs> the biggest console on the market and not having to play ball and kind of saying this is our system. If you want to play, you get it on our system. You know. I still think that's dumb. Making your friends go out and buying it on PlayStation because you have a PlayStation. But maybe those days are over. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, you want to play Fortnite? Gotta go make your friend buy a PlayStation Four. <laughs> it is funny though, because like these these game companies, you'd think time and time again would have learned their lesson because yeah. stuff like this happens every generation. Yeah. I I think the reason they I can I think the reason like I'm not bashing on Sony because obviously Xbox is no it, it, Microsoft is no much better mm-hmm. for this. Like what Fortnite is one of the only games that you can cross play with. Yeah. Right. Well, now, I mean, there's currently. the Minecraft, there's uh, Rocket a, League, there's a other big games. Other, yeah, a couple other things, but like really, really big things. Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, they're no better than Sony when it comes to this. I just think it's so dumb. Like, why would you, why would you hold back such a massive feature for a lot of people um, just because you don't benefit from it? Right. PC's been doing it for years. You can play basically with anyone you want. Yep. When, when it's allowed, obviously, but. I mean, I think they're coming from a perspective to where it's their business, it's their product, and they have such confidence in their product that they want people to play it on theirs. But they would have just made more money if they just started with it. Because now, it's like, you have a PlayStation 4. I do, yeah. So now you can play, if you wanted to play with me while I play on my PC, we absolutely could do that. Yeah. And I, that's it for a lot of people, too. And I've tried playing with Brooks, and at the time, I couldn't figure it out. I spent, I think, two and a half hours trying to troubleshoot the problem, trying to play with Brooks, and he was on his PC, Yeah, and we just could not get to work, but yeah, that ended up being uh, Sony's side. Yeah, exactly. Kind of blocked that. So it's like, you know, it, why should it be a thing where you cannot play with your friends, yeah. regardless of the console that they have? Because in my mind, like this just means it's better business for Sony at this point, because now people who have a PlayStation don't feel like they can't play with their friends and so now it's going to make them want to play it more and now uh because their buddy has an xbox or a pc or something like that and so now they can play with those people and then people who have a playstation but um just couldn't play with their friends so, they just never picked it up so it's kind of well known and this is i'm leading back to our topic but it's kind of well known that uh xbox doesn't have a lot of like good solid exclusives right no they don't 
but PlayStation does. Yeah. Is this going to hurt their exclusivity market? So be able to land those deals or get those contracts with no, developers? I don't think so. I don't think any of Sony's big exclusives, now that you mention it, are online multiplayer games. No. Most of the big exclusives are single player experiences. Single so yeah. from that standpoint, I don't see it affecting it that much. But um, I'm thinking games like Destiny and stuff. Why is that not already cross play across these two platforms? Maybe it will be going forward, or maybe this is just a one-off. I guess well, that remains to be seen, because all we know about so far is Fortnite. It's because Fortnite is such a huge deal right now, yeah. and they didn't want to hear anyone else keep complaining about it. And they're tired of being like... The bad guys? They are the bad guys, they and they are. have been for a long time. People yeah, have been giving true. them so much crap about this for such a long time, and rightly so, because you're right. It's it's probably not going to affect the bottom line all that much. All it is doing is making fans happy. It's probably going to make it better for them. And. The days of them leaning on like, oh, there's logistical problems with it. There was technical hurdles we couldn't overcome. Those are long over. If Nintendo and Microsoft can play nice (laughs) together, there's no reason Sony can't make their console play nice too. This is Nintendo that runs their entire internet off one server. So like a a, a 1990s... Cell phone voice chat. Yeah, a 1990s (laughs) computer that Do you know what you're saying? Did you just make all that up? (laughs) No, I I heard that... Actually, speaking of Nintendo, I I know we didn't say we didn't really have any Nintendo news, but... I didn't think we did. What's up? uh, The online service just launched. Oh, yeah, it's true. Did you buy it yet? I haven't, but yeah. I did. But I have heard that it's been having uh, some difficulties... You know, it's Actually, funny. I, I paid for the online service and all I've done with it so far is mess with the NES games. Yeah. I, I haven't uh, like tried to play Splatoon again online since it rolled out. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Do I, you mean with the app or do you mean in-game problems or what have you heard? Just a bunch of different stuff. I've heard people who've been trying to buy it, it like they can't. Oh, weird. Or yeah, so like people have been trying to buy it, they can't buy it, or when they try and buy it, they like get kicked off the server to be able to buy it and yeah. just a bunch of things like that. So I mean technical hiccups. Yeah. We, we shouldn't oh, be too absolutely. surprised. This happens with everything that I'm rolls not, out. That's I'm not new. surprised, but I, I really hope that this is not a you know things to come because mm-hmm. and I've said it before, Nintendo is not known for multiplayer games and they have really good ones that can be very Well, very they're not online. known for online multiplayer. Yeah. They're definitely known for multiplayer games though. Yeah. Local. Yeah. So, yeah, local stuff, but that's what I mean is that they're not they're not known for doing online stuff. So yeah. I'm scared that this whole thing that, you know, they they want to stick with the times. They want to have online services. Like, I don't think it's they want to. I think they've been forced to. I think uh, so Honestly, too. if they had their way, they probably wouldn't do any online at all. But they kind of have to because of the t- day and age we live in. Yeah, you're probably right. Like I, the Switch is built around the idea of taking it with you and playing on the go with people or playing anywhere you are yeah. with other people. Yeah, you're so right. So it's not leaning on online as one of its main gameplay methods. I just hope, because like for me, back when I played Brawl, like I I remember I had to connect my Ethernet cord straight to my uh, Wii because I couldn't play yeah. Brawl with anyone else. And, well, I couldn't play I couldn't play Brawl at all online. Mm-hmm. And even with it, like hard, hard connected to the wire, it's still... Yeah. Was chugging. Yeah, I believe it. I'm not surprised. I I just, I really hope that this is a turn where, you know, they decide to actually put money into servers and things like that. Yeah. I mean, so far it doesn't look like much has changed, but again, it's brand new. It's just rolling out. Yep. It's likely to be developed as things go on. So I wasn't here last week, but I am am still so, (laughs) so disappointed in the fact that you have to do voice chat through a cell phone app. Yeah. That, let me let me ask that you that bothers this. me to like the furthest extent. When, when's the last time you did voice chat in any game? What do you mean, like today? Oh, you do Overwatch, oh, don't you? Overwatch. What else? Fortnite. Okay. Uh, all Scott, how about you? Do you voice chat a lot? Uh, yeah. Yeah. On my computer. Maybe I'm just completely out of touch. I <laughs> even, don't, and I actively avoid voice chat. Any it doesn't even have to be like. Uh, playing together like I could be playing I see that somebody joins a party I'm like oh yeah my friend's on hop into a party see what they're playing if they want to play something later yep. and hop off Yeah, I know it's cumbersome it's stupid I don't feel like um, it doesn't bother me though It do- yeah it doesn't really bother me either I mean in some games, yes, but if I'm playing Splatoon, like I don't care that much. Yeah, like that's I, the other thing. Their games are kind of built around the idea of not needing to communicate to yeah, play exactly. them well and to to right. have team mechanics going on, right? And have fun. Like where where with like Overwatch, you you depend on that to some extent, right? Yeah, that communication. Yeah, yeah. So I understand it from that standpoint. But again, though, third parties will come along to the Switch and games eventually, like Overwatch, may show up there that do depend on voice chat. And if Nintendo doesn't have the infrastructure there, it's a problem. But the games they are developing themselves 
don't really need it. And yeah. that's probably why they haven't priorita- prioritized it. Yeah. I'm going to say if you're paying for a service or, I mean, especially with the times that we live in, it should be a feature that's built in. It but seems like it. Yeah. I don't know what their reasoning is behind that. Yeah. Why make money on headsets when you can just talk through your phone? <laughs> yeah, People are right. still making third-party headsets for the Switch, even though there's really not much you can do with that. I know. <laughs> I think... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Fine. Uh, I I don't know. I I talk to people on my PC. Like I don't. I even when I played a, like Xbox games and stuff like that, I would rarely use a headset. Yeah. To be completely. You know what my last idea. experience was with voice chat? Halo One. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't Sorry. Halo One. <laughs> was there voice chat in that? I guess so. Yeah, there was. Um, no, there wasn't. Was no, Halo online. Halo Two was where that. Started. Oh, it's ha- yeah, it was Halo Two, right? So with a little plastic. I don't headset. know if it was. Um, Black Ops 2 or Gears of War, yeah. one of those games, um, I would play online and I'd have the headset on for whatever reason. I guess I don't know why, but every time a match started, I would go down the full list of players and mute everyone because they were all just saying the dumbest stuff and I didn't want to hear any of it. Someone just and dropped it, an F-bomb at you like, <laughs> and done. I guess, again, in those games that I'm talking about, the communication's not that important because in a Call of Duty, you're running and you're gunning. In a Gears of War, it's run and gun. Yeah. Or, so, or you're just talking crap. That's there's a lot of that, yeah. Yeah, and it's all about talking crap and being toxic. And yeah. coming from a MOBA, uh, I can tell you that that is 100% true for any <laughs> gaming community. You are that you desensitized have. to it at this point, yeah. Though. At this point, you literally you get so numb to it, it's yeah. just whatever, dude. You're talking to someone over the internet, you need to calm down. Like, you're, you're clearly not doing much with your life if you're if you find the need to have to do this on a, a game. Yeah, it's dumb. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's dumb. dumb. So Whatever. it's not really big news, but we're almost at October. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're almost at you mean it's October's almost, o- almost here. October's we have nearly arrived. Cool. October's the almost here. Break out the also. pumpkins. Uh, but Pumpkin we're spice. getting a lot of Red Dead info. Oh yeah, yeah. We got uh, reviewers and outlets playing the game. Yeah, they they did like a three hour hands on thing with it. Right? If only yeah. that game was going to be good. Am I right? <laughs> I think it'll be good. Can't say that for sure yet. I'm just joking. Okay. Uh, I'm so joking. Red Dead is coming out October 26th. Yep. Uh, we got details of all this. We got some details of all the cities, some of the features, interactions on how uh, you basically interact with people on the streets. Cool. Uh, they talked about the campsite, which is like your home base and how you can modify that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can customize your character and then all the different like things you can do. So you can uh, basically you have individual interactions with all the different characters. And then... One thing that I really picked up, though, is that uh, the NPCs and stuff, they're not just super randomly generated people. They're actually people that live in the town. Okay. So I believe if that person is killed, that person is killed. And then their house in that town is maybe vacant or yeah. something. Yeah, that's they're what just I gone. believe. Huh. Which is a really cool Although when record. you're like out on missions and stuff, there's got to be just filler enemies. There and has to be, like but I think in town when you're having like these unique interactions, right. or a town has a certain vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh that's kind of what happens. Wow. But they, they did showcase like the, the consequences of that is, you know, everybody comes out, you get targeted, the police come after you or and then you get locked up in jail or you have to pay off the bribe. Right. Uh, but I mean, I guess like Skyrim is kind of like that. Fallout's yeah. kind of like that. You kill somebody in a town, they're gone for good. Yeah. Including uh, merchants and things like that. Yep. Huh. Uh, but they kind of detailed like you can gamble, you can go to the casinos, you can rob people, you can go to the bar and drink. It's as interactive as you think it would be from like a Rockstar game. Right. And that's super exciting. I like that all that all that side stuff is there, but I worry that I won't be able to just kind of cruise through it as a story-based experience because there's so much vying for your attention. Yeah. I hope that's yeah. not true, but I have lost interest in games before because of that. Far Cry 5 is a great example. I yeah. would have enjoyed getting through, I think, the main plot of that game if not for every two seconds something trying to pull you away it from was, the main plot of that game it was really difficult to you got get through it through right it, beat it yeah yeah and i finally got through it once i got through it i was like i'm happy it's done it's done yep and that was it but even with the uh, grand theft auto 5 and grand theft auto 4 same thing happened to me like i got halfway through the missions and then kind of just like got distracted went off to something stopped playing for the night and then just kind of like never went back to it yep how about red dead one uh same thing yeah yeah, okay. yeah, got pulled aside and never went back. That game had a lot going on outside of the main storyline, but not so much that I didn't feel like I could plow through it. And I did get through that game, and I'm so glad I did because the story is phenomenal. Yeah, and I'm hoping for that from Red Dead Two as well. Uh, it's almost October. Thank you. Sweet. We were just wondering about. Thank that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Let you know my coverage drive. Cool. 
Love it. We need to pay our dues. Yeah, we got to pay our dues here. Huh? <laughs> Love it. We're going to to pay up in a bottle of Jack, boys. I thought Dan was here, but not. no, that wasn't him. No, this is way better than R- that. Rent is due. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Is, is, oh, I, oh, is that what he said? Yeah. He oh. said his cupboard's dry. Oh, got it. Okay. The cupboard's dry. That's That so means funny. we have to pay the studio manager a bottle of Jack. Yeah. That, that is how we are able to use the studio for those who are wondering. And those are killer rates, to be honest. Yeah, for a studio really with all yes. this great equipment. I'll <laughs> buy I'll buy a bottle of Jack for the studio. I'm in. Count anyway, in. continue for about Red Dead. <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited for it. And then they also detailed that uh, uh, Red Dead Online is going to come probably a month after. Oh yeah, that's right. A month after, the hopefully, not going to be there at launch, hopefully. which gives you a good amount of time to get through the game. Yeah, make, before I'm that super starts. Super happy about that. What's wrong? Hopefully, it's not as garbage as GTA Five. Everybody loves GTA they, Online. They do, but when it first came out, it mm-hmm. was trash. It okay. was absolutely horrible. Well, it I mean, they've horrible. been building GTA Online yep. for years on end now. You're right. They're, They're going to apply a lot of that too. I think. I, and I too. I think that's a good step. I honestly, here's my opinion. I honestly. Don't remember beating Red Dead One, and I. Honestly, you would remember beating it if you yeah, had. The I, ending is. I know fantastic. the ending. I know the ending. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I just I don't remember getting that into it. I guess. I mean, I mean it's a it's it's like a western. It's a slow, yeah. kind of uh, a lot of downtime, a lot of contemplative scenery and moments. But the the story beats when they hit, they hit hard. And it's just very well executed. And it makes you appreciate the slow moments because you can kind of just think about the things that have happened and take it in while you're riding down a canyon trail on I guess your horse. It, I guess it's just the thing is like I've seen so much of this game already and nothing is just like, wow, I really want to play this game. It's just like, okay, cool. Look, Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm trying to remember back to before Red Dead 1 came out if if maybe we had the same feeling. Because mm-hmm. I'll say the same. I mean, all, of all these trailers and everything we've seen about Red Dead 2, Nothing is making me say this is the next big thing in Western video games. You just know yeah. you want it because you liked one, right? I'm expecting that same level of quality I that think, I got from one. I think we know it's going to be like big. Like the game is, itself is going to be big. There's going to be a lot to do. It's going to be a big world. Yeah, a big story. Um, I myself personally haven't seen a lot of uh, the big actiony part sure. stuff that you know is really going to draw you in. It's been the little intimate stuff. So yep. The interactions, design your character, the different little things you can do in the game, but none of like the the big story stuff. And it makes the sense that, that they seen. would they would save all those hard hitting moments for the game yeah. itself and not yeah. not give away too much before you go into it. I Maybe think, that's all it is. I think for me, like I here's an example is I and it's a good example because it's Rockstar, but I never played a GTA before GTA Five really, um, and I nothing made me really excited about GTA Five, but I was just like I can fly a plane. And so I picked it up, and I absolutely fell in love with that game. It was a lot of fun. So do you think that for someone who isn't excited for Red Dead 2, you think I should pick it up just because you think that there'll be something I'll like? I think you should yes. wait, wait and see No, I think what you people should, say. I think you should pick Ooh. it up. It would be cool for all of us to pick up a game at launch and play through it simultaneously. You'd be able to have a fat Three spoiler cast. Three yeah, Dan probably wouldn't, would he? No. Yeah. Oh, he has a PlayStation 4, though. Does he? Oh, that's he a, has that's access to one, but yeah, he doesn't yeah, have one. I guess you're right. It's Torsen's. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I played uh, I played Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City 4, and 5. Yeah. And all all of the, like, the games, that, all those games, I remember certain characters, certain moments in those games that, I, like, it was just awesome. Even, no, San Andreas as well. Mm-hmm. So even, like, the characters in, like, San Andreas or whatever... Just absolutely love them. Remember those moments, and they mean a lot to me. When it comes, Rock, to- Rockstar is great at crafting memorable characters that stick with you after the fact. Um, another really good example of that is L.A. Noir. I, I adore that game. You do, you and really that, do. You that talk about game, it all the time. it kind of is like a modern day adventure game, which seems weird, completely out of left field for something Rockstar would do. Yeah, but it's a lot about like examining crime scenes, looking for evidence, and then uh, interrogating people and getting clues from them, looking at their uh, demeanor, their behavior, their motions or gestures to try to figure out if they're telling the truth or not. It was it, it just played a lot like an adventure game, mm-hmm. which I appreciated because nobody else is doing that. Yeah, I think it's... Or was when that came out. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a... It's not a worry of, do I think this game will be fun? It's more of a, will I be interested to keep playing it? Because it's Rockstar. Rockstar, like, I honestly cannot think of a time that Rockstar ever made a bad game. So, 
I, what about I, um, <clears throat> Oni? Was it called the Oni? Oh, what about a uh, PS2 launch? Was it about <laughs> bullies? Bully. People Bo- love bullies. Was people, it? Was it? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was a fun game. Too. I never played it. It was fun. Um, I think they actually have it on PlayStation Four. You should pick it up. You're um, right, though. They're one of those studios <clears throat> that everything they put out is pretty much well regarded and yeah. people love. So, so I think it's. It, I have to find a reason to want to play it at this point. That's fine. So. That's why I say wait and see. Yeah. If it comes along and people aren't blown away by the story and then online rolls out and it's, you know, cool but maybe not as cool as GTA Online, Just maybe don't get maybe it. you skip it. Yeah. I don't know. Or I could buy it mm-hmm. and then refund it. Uh, you can't do that. Oh, okay. can't return an open game. Come on, you monster. Have you ever played Steam or have you ever opened Steam before? You can do it apparently 5 times in your lifetime. <laughs> don't you have to have only played the game for like 90 minutes or uh, under 90 minutes yeah. or something like uh, that? I, was like I don't know hours. what the rules are. Oh, know. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never tried to return a game on Steam. I was really confused. He said 90 minutes and then he said 3 hours. I was like, "Wait. Do some math." That's hour Crunch and a half. those numbers. Sorry. My bad. Well, you know anyway. what? We we might have to move on to the main topic because yeah. I don't want to wait too long and then have no time to talk about it yeah and dan will dan will jump in and join us when he gets here it's no big okay. deal sounds good so there's some big news this week uh it's unfortunate news it's big unfortunate news yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, and, from I most mean, people's I, accounts i don't i don't think it's over dramatic but i think kind of shook everybody up in yeah. the gaming industry it, yeah. it changes a corner of the industry that no one else is really doing um telltale games announced that they are they didn't say they're closing their doors but they laid off like 80 to <laughs> 90 percent well of their staff their they, they are closing did they say that? They are closing, okay. but they're, whether or not they're going to finish their products that they're working on is yeah. kind of up in there. We don't really know. They laid off 275 people. There's only 25 employees left. Yeah. And from what I understood, those 25 employees have been kept on to finish the uh, Minecraft story mode port to Netflix, which is uh, something they probably had a contract- contractual obligation to do. Yeah. So they're finishing that. Beyond that, we don't know anything about what might happen with their future projects. This did sort of become like a saga of events. It sort of started with just that main announcement from Telltale. Um, I can actually pull that up on Twitter and uh, and Read give a little snapshot news. of what they said. But yeah, they tweeted four days ago, and they said, dang, Twitter. Talk about something, you guys. I'm pulling it up. Hey, <laughs> Zach, how are you t- today? Uh, dude, I don't really know what to play now that, uh, <laughs> don't, now that I'm done with Spider-Man. Uh, dude, I... I, I feel that. I uh, need something. I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Oh, you know what? Whoa, Monster Hunter. Yo, Life is Strange just came out today. What am I doing here? <laughs> Bye, guys. Leave. Yeah, no. Did it? Episode one of season Episode two? Episode one. Season two, you monster. No. Two. Life is, just two. Life is Strange 2. Life is Strange 2. Okay, I'm you sorry. Fool. Okay, you guys ready? This guy. <laughs> wow, you finally ready? I got it, yeah. Zelda 2 is the worst all right, game of run all time. It. This is their announcements on, on Twitter. Today, today, Telltale Games made the difficult decision to begin a majority studio closure following a year marked by insurmountable challenges. A majority of the company's employees were dismissed earlier this morning with a small group of 25 employees staying on to fulfill the company's obligations to its board and partners. So um, I, I, I don't won't read the rest of it, but... Uh, they had a rocky year. Um, it's been a long time since they've had a game that really connected with people like season one of The Walking Dead did yeah. that really sold in big numbers and I, I think you know, got the industry genuinely excited. So I think this has been a long time coming, but the problem with Telltale, and anyone will attest to this, is they just kept on biting off more and more than they could possibly chew. It seemed like Every couple months, they would announce a brand new project, a five-episode arc in a, a new IP, and all these things would eventually come out. They made good on them, but none of them were like of the quality and caliber that, that they delivered with their very first big project, which was The Walking Dead. And there was a restructuring, right, where they cut some employees? Yeah, at the end of last year, at the end of 2017, there was a big, uh, some kind of company restructure. They let some people go. Yep. They said that they were refocusing. They yep. even talked about like maybe stepping back from some of their obligations, some of their projects, and instead trying to refine their process, refine their engine, get things running more smoothly, which that's another big thing. Their engine was never majorly overhauled in the entire yeah. time they were making games, and it was janky. It did yeah. not run well. Things would pop in and out. It, was, it, it looked very like... PS2, like fidelity wise, it, it wasn't really there. Did. It was not up to par from what was coming out of other studios. And this studio, it, it had some hits, it made some money. So there's kind of no excuse for it not to have grown in some way and gotten better at what it was doing. But instead, it just kind of spread itself too thin and just 
I things just kind of kept going downhill for them. And but even uh, even after the fact, though, I, I was on Twitter just reading you know different news articles and stuff that I scrolled by. But I saw some retweets from uh, some Telltale developers and artists stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so far from the few that I've seen, it's like all they have from there is just good stories, good memories, and then praise for the people that they worked with. It's all toward the people they work with, but as soon as people start talking about management, about the way the company was run, it turns the other way. Does it? People were tweeting about, um, I was let go from Telltale today, and there's no severance package. Yeah. I haven't been paid for a lot of the overtime that I've already put in. So people were, hey, Dan's here. Hey, Dan. We're just in time. We just started talking about Telltale. Dan's going to get on a mic. He'll join us. But yeah, people were um, just very unceremoniously and quickly let go, and they... Uh, they're upset about it, yeah, and rightly so. And a lot of, I didn't hear you. Class is this, action is this lawsuit. Mic on? Yeah, is my go. mic on? And, yeah, it is. <laughs> and yes, uh, yeah. A lot of these employees are upset. A lot of just people watching the industry from other companies and just people that play games are upset on their behalf. And yes, a class action lawsuit was just filed yeah. as of like yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that by one of these employees, and uh, it has to do with actual. Uh, labor, yeah. labor laws. I, I didn't read into the details of it much, but yeah, essentially it sounds like this employee is alleging that Telltale uh, was violating labor laws in probably related to how they were let go, I would guess. And I mean, that sounds reasonable to me, given how abruptly the entire company just was no longer employed. Right. One morning they said... We're shutting down, or we're, we're close to shutting down. Most of you are being let go. You have 30 minutes to leave the building. And then, Zach, you said they, they came back a couple days later to get their stuff or whatever. But it was really, yeah. it was just like, we're done. You got to go. And it, there's kind of no excuse for that. The company, at some level, at some high level, had to have known that this was coming in advance. And yeah. it's, it's not fair to just, like, the what, day of let everybody go. What really go. sucks, too, is that it's a weird point of view, but... You know, these people make games in the end for us. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're here to enjoy them and we love seeing them make, you know, series and different numbers of games. But it sees that it sucks to see developers and people that make games for us being let go and treated this way. Yep. You know, we want them to have a good quality career, work, place to work, you know, to and make that, good content for us. And that know? is I mean, that's the that's the game industry right now. I mean, there's yeah. there are definitely uh groups and individuals and stuff that are pushing for change this way. But like we hear about crunch time in, in game dev and in, in game development. I'm like that's a thing. That's a huge thing. Every company does this crunch time thing where they have a deadline. They have to get out the stuff by that deadline. And so they say, all right, crunch time is hit for the next two months. We're working 60 plus hours a week. Mm-hmm. And that's the, like, that's the minimum. That's not even like, we'd like you to do that. It's we're doing that. Yep. Whereas when you look at other, other tech companies, uh, I mean, maybe maybe it's different with startups, but from what I understand with places like Microsoft, with places like Adobe, with, you know, other big software companies, 40 hours. Mm-hmm. And they provide so many amenities, which I knew a, a lot of gaming companies do too, I think. Things like an, an in-company gym, on-location gym and cafeteria with like good food. Yeah, those are the like, like the really big publishers and developers that right. are doing that kind of thing. Right, yeah. but like... They don't make you work more than that because they you don't get better results. No, you get worse results, absolutely. I was mentioning this earlier this week to Britain, I think. Uh, there are studies that suggest that working for 10 hours in a day actually nets you less than scheduling seven hours. Hmm. So if you are scheduled for seven hours versus you're scheduled for 10 hours, you will complete more in seven hours than you will in 10 because you're, not thinking, like, you're that's dreading not like, this time frame. You're like, right. I'm going to be here so long. I'm yeah. just going to pace myself for that, maybe. And like, that's a thing that you know you can you can see just about anyone who works any job in which there are deadlines and they work in an office environment and all of that. Like, if you're given three hours of work and you have eight hours to do it in, those three hours are going to turn into eight hours of work. Yep. Because everyone knows that once you finish the work, that just means more work. Yep. Um, and. In other in other situations, that's more uh, just a factor of like trying to figure out how much can your employees actually do. The problem is in the in gaming development for so many people, it's a dream job. So when they're given they're willing three to hours of that. work, they're actually going to do it in three hours, and mm-hmm. they're going to try and do it in two and a half if they can because they're so passionate about their project, right? Yep. And so then all of a sudden, you have everyone doing this, which means everyone's putting in more and more work, and like if you're close you're going to keep working for more time. And all of a sudden 
you were supposed to go home at five. It's nine p.m., but you finally finished nailing that bug out of that mechanic or out of whatever it was you were working on. And like that's satisfying. Sure. Yeah, it's a hard balance. Um, I think everybody agrees that what happened is crappy. What's ha- what happened is crappy for the employees. There has been a big outpouring of support from other developers yep. in the industry. Big companies that are um, mm-hmm. maybe offering to have meetings with these people and bring them on potentially, or just you know offering their support, saying we feel you. That sucks. <laughs> and but I, I, I'm I'm more interested in what this means for um, the the landscape of gaming because. I have a, mm-hmm. an affinity for adventure games, and Telltale was kind of the only studio out there that was doing it in a big way. They're like point and click and similar styles I'm of look, game. I'm looking at yeah. Scott, waiting for him to say something about Life is Strange. Life is Strange is <laughs> an amazing game, <laughs> and I love like, it. <laughs> Good. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> I mean, it's not a point and click game, though. So. No, I know. And Telltale no, has and, evolved. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say past that, but away from that in recent years and become more of a fo- uh, narrative focused experience rather than like the, the puzzle solving adventure games of yeah. yesterday. But they have their roots there and they they did a lot for that in the mm-hmm. modern era of gaming. So um, I, I hope somebody else kind of steps up to the plate and fills a void that's going to be in yeah. gaming right now. They yeah, already I did. Think. Don't nod. <laughs> yeah, okay. Life is Strange 2 just <laughs> we came get out it. Today, you like guys. Life is Strange. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess what I what I'm hoping for out of this is I hope that other developers this probably won't happen. I hope that other developers take some note of kind of what went wrong with Telltale Games. I mean, it's the right? same and thing like that goes wrong everywhere. It's it's spreading things, spreading resources too thin, biting off more than right. You can chew, but I but I pushing hope, deadlines and I and it's it's that one specifically, which I know that's that's a harder thing to tackle than just oh Telltale went under. I guess we got to fix all our problems. Yeah. But, um, well, Telltale was not the, beholden the to a publisher. I mean, they they develop and publish their own games, mm-hmm. so they set these rules. It's not like they right. were working with um, EA or something who was going to publish games on their behalf, and they had to meet deadlines that EA put in place. Right, but them. I think it's I think you have to look into it l- further than just the company. Mm-hmm. Um, like, say, I don't know how Telltale was was structured, but like, look at their marketing department. Did they have deadlines for when their games were supposed to be out? Did they say this game needs to be done by this point? No doubt. Right, and but like they, they've missed deadlines many times in the past, and people. People are upset a little bit at the time, but they but get over it. Yeah, because because it's a better game as a result, <laughs> right? And it's 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 that it's the crunch time thing. It's mm-hmm. just, it's it's all the little extra bits around the edges of this that I yeah. hope that other other developers start to actually push towards dropping that stuff. You're right. It's absolutely a cautionary tale. And if anyone is looking at this and not paying attention, they're they're missing yeah. things that could benefit them for sure. Yeah, cuz I know that like when you when you look at Blizzard and Bethesda with some of their games, you know, Blizzard says, "We're going to release our game whenever we want to because we have the reputation to do that." Yep. And like they used to be famous for releasing their games a year and a half after they originally announced them, but then every single one of their games is loved. Yeah. Not universally. I mean, people have their complaints about, say, Diablo 3. Yep. But, like, Brooks. other other than complaining about Diablo 3 <laughs> and then <laughs> World of Warcraft being easier than it used to be, yeah. like, people people still, for the most part, just really love their Blizzard games. And then Bethesda, sure. too, when they did uh, Fallout 4. Yep. And they just said, it's, yeah, it's coming. Yep. In like a couple months, so get ready. That was great. Yeah, that we was great. More of that. And that means that they weren't beholden to marketing deadlines, right. which means that if they needed to push it out another six months, they would have. And they yeah. probably did. Yeah, They probably had that game at a, you know, quote, ready point like a year prior to that. Yeah. But not, not their own measure of ready. Although I guess with Bethesda, you can... <laughs> Uh, they, Sometimes they, point out they tweak bugs it after the fact these, too in some of these games, but really bugs in a Bethesda game? No way! Right? <laughs> um, it's sad. Yeah, but it happened. I, it makes me wonder. Like, I can envision a different world where things played out differently. And over the years, Telltale stuck to the few franchises that really connected with people: The Walking Dead, maybe Borderlands, The Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. Refined their engine, um, maybe released those sequels, those those franchises at a little bit quicker pace they could be in a much different position right now. And they, they could have been a much stronger company. Instead of releasing a ton, a absolute ton of games that only kind of connected with any given group yeah. of gamers. Like, seriously, half of the IPs they took on in the last five to ten years, could have they could have gone without. I actually really, really like a few of the games they made before The Walking Dead. 
they made a modern entry in the Monkey Island series, which was mm-hmm. which was fun. They did a Back to the Future game, which I still think is fantastic. If you haven't played it, go back and check it out. It's good. And uh, Sam and Max, they did Sam and Max games yeah. that were good back in the day. They did some Wallace and Gromit games. So they oh, actually they did Wallace and Gromit. They I did. Didn't know that. Yeah, it's good stuff. They they did a handful of games before The Walking Dead. Walking Dead season one is a, is what put them on the map, obviously. But these other games were tried and true classic point and click style adventure games, and they were awesome. And they had the puzzle solving elements. It just wasn't just the narrative experience. So yeah. um, I miss I miss some of that Pu- stuff too. And I don't know that anyone else. So much fun. Did you play King's Quest back in the day, Dan? I did. King's Quest actually. is so good. Oh, my well, gosh. Well, a few of them in particular, but that series uh, will always even, hit me th- so hard in the nostalgia I think it bone. was <laughs> the first one that I we didn't even have it on my home computer. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the computer in... Maybe I'm remembering this wrong, too, because this seems like really random, and I don't know why this would be the case. Okay. But one of the computers in my dad's band room, when I was you know, probably eight, okay. you know... Uh, had King's Quest on it, mm-hmm. so I would. I could love identify. Do you remember anything about this game? Uh, there was a beach. I remember, I remember there was, was like always a, a beach. There was a <laughs> cliff face that you had to climb up. That I never figured out how to climb this up. Is, this was, is this is six. That was the was cliff, the cliffs of logic. Okay. Yeah, there was like a a riddle at every step of the screen as you go up these cliffs, and you had to answer the riddle. Oh, I don't remember. And then steps would appear to take you up the cliffs. Oh, I do remember six, steps appearing. Six is actually that. my favorite in the series. It's fantastic. So I played King's Quest six. Then play it again, dude. It's great. <laughs> I don't even know where to find it. Uh, it's out there. It's I'm on sure, good old I'm games. Sure I, could, uh, I don't. I don't know if it's on Steam or not. I don't know if Sierra ever hit Steam, but it's on good old games. Yeah. So They're I was so also good. wondering why you where guys did are, we go? From what, while you guys <laughs> were talking, is what does this mean for independent studios? So um, a lot of the independent studios develop games, and a different place publishes them. A publisher publishes mm-hmm. them on their behalf, or they're under their wing, right? Uh. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, that's kind of what a publisher does. They yeah. like do some funding, they do some overseeing, they guide a process along while the studio just kind of plugs away at the development of well, it. Well, Telltale, they did all of that? They did all of it. In fact, they were just getting into publishing games that they didn't develop. They were becoming an actual publisher as well, mm-hmm. which is funny that they. That's an example of how far they stretch themselves. Yeah. I, th- I think that it's. I, I don't imagine it's going to change much about independent studios or smaller studios um just no, because, because i think for them you're still gonna operate but it, i think it changes the aspect of do they need to be or not need to be under the wing of a bigger company or a publisher to add funding because then independent studios start doubting themselves whether or not they can continue to exist without funding from others and that's where i think i, I go back to what britain's kind of been talking about that they had spread themselves too thin i think most Independent game studios aren't doing that. Yeah, like, I, I think it was managerial decisions to just yeah. take on too much rather than um, the money just wasn't there. There was so many projects that they just didn't need to take on, and they mm-hmm. did. Like, do you hear anyone talking about Game of Thrones or Guardians of the Galaxy, those Telltale games? Did you even know they existed? I think game I knew about Thrones, the Game of Thrones yeah. one, not, yeah. the, not the Guardians of the Galaxy. So they just I just, yeah, no, I think, that, I think that independent game studios are still, they're going to do the same things they've always been doing. Uh, in part because independent game studios often are people new to the industry. There are people that are making their own pet project that there are some new people. They manage to get some people who have some experience and they, that mix of experiences are, that's going to just, it's always going to mean that some of them are going to go under because they don't quite put it all together and others are going to take off and be really successful. And a lot are going to sit in that middle ground, make a few games and then decide, all right, well, we've done what, what we can do and, We've kind of hit the wall, so we go out and about into the industry. I guess it it does nurture the industry as a whole, though, because these people got a ton of experience and, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. projects under their belt that they could then use on resumes to go out to other developers and and add add value to the industry that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll see some of those some of the uh, people involved there heading out to a bunch of those independent studios. And maybe those those studios are going to benefit from seeing, you know, having an inside view to a company that did too much or didn't do right. right. They'll they'll bring a u- unique perspective to their new gigs, maybe too. That's true. So it falls it falls even. It's sad, but mm-hmm. hopefully the industry in a whole will be uh, developed and you know, yeah. boosted by the people that 
get absolved into it. They were right in the middle of releasing the final season of The Walking Dead. It was supposed to be a four mm-hmm. episode arc. Season or episode two came out today, I want to say, or within the last day or two. Yeah. And um, from what I hear, it was not very well received, which is kind of a bummer. But the mid season episodes in the tell in the Walking Dead games and all the Telltale games were always kind of that mm-hmm. way they were middling rather than like but amazing. there should have been two or three more right uh there there should have been two more after this and now that's completely up in the air yeah one so, thing worth noting is um some other studios some other developers have stepped up and said we would like to help bring that to fruition and finish yeah. this final season and i think that's in large part just because people love clementine people love the mm-hmm. characters uh, well character because at this point yeah. clementine's really the only character that's a holdover from the original I wonder yeah. seasons. I wonder how that's gonna fall out legally, because because I know that like the it it's not as much the case in the U.S. I think, but I know that in Europe and I think Australia there are some really strong consumer protections, and so if and if if people have already paid for those, which is my understanding, they have yes. Uh, I would not be surprised to see uh, the European countries do as much as they can to write that right because you you paid for something that now you're not going to get at all mm-hmm. uh, and typically in europe that's like you get your money back right, right. or, or some form of restitution um and and that was something that i was i know i mentioned as a concern was like what what happens to the people who paid for these games but if there are other companies that are going to jump in and say hey you know it's not the same but we will help finish this yeah that's i mean that might be the band-aid solution maybe to it gets at it least there. at least get that part that that has earned that the ire of some people too, though, because uh, for one, employees are leaving the company un unpaid, mm-hmm. uncompensated for their work. So should their should this studio's project really see fruition come together and mm-hmm. have money put into it if the employees aren't even being paid that were let go? That's one way people are looking at it. And also, it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to be yeah. the same people making it. So why even bother? Is another yeah. standpoint. Um, just throw out there if you guys are interested in uh, keeping up with like uh, game game industry like laws and news and that kind of stuff. Uh, there's an account on Twitter called the IGDA. Mm-hmm. It's the International Game Developers Association. Oh, okay. So, Have they had much to say about this? Uh, they retweeted like uh, some job news and stuff like that, but I didn't scroll too far. Uh, but they're talking about unions and other kind of information. So oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Zach. What's up, dude? Sorry. Wake up, dude. Oh, my god. You're actually showing how you're sleeping over it's, there. It's been you're a, stretching and yawning. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Uh, Zach. Yeah. We are almost done with the episode, and my question to you is, do you have a question for us? I believe... Oh, hey, did we answer I my trivia question do. from last? <laughs> we, we did. Hi, we did, man. yeah. Good. Okay. What did I miss today while he's looking at Did you have an up? answer to that question that you asked last uh, week? It was, it was eight, was it It not? was eight. You were yeah. right. Good I, call. I guessed uh, 58. <laughs> and he was right. In hey, we, were, we were right about the uh, the last last week's question that Zach asked. You guys were right. About, it was, it was Pokemon right. Snap. It was Pokemon yeah. Snap. Yeah, yeah. I was I was looking at at the other games that have photo modes, and there are games prior to Pokemon Snap that have photography in them, but not as a game mechanic, which is the specific qualifier yeah. that you included. So like yeah. Metal Gear Solid was in there, yeah, and like you Britain. can take pictures in Metal Gear Solid. But it it turns out that that's not really like, I guess that wasn't I don't really remember a game photo mode in Metal Gear Solid. I remember it in Metal Gear Solid too. It doesn't matter. It might have been too. I don't okay. know. Hit me with a question. That was way Zach. later. Though. Uh, Mario and Zelda are well known <laughs> Nintendo icons. I love Samus. this. I love this question. <laughs> but what other gaming system licensed games for these franchises? Oh, uh, the uh, I know this one. It's the um, Mario and Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I know it too. It's the um, I don't. What other game system? Can I answer? Mm. Yeah, I I can't think of the it's name. The Philips CDI. Thank you. Yeah, the CDI. That's right. I couldn't remember the don't first. Don't tell name. me if I'm right though. Yeah, it's the um, CDI. I don't know if you are. Okay. Um, I'm gonna guess the uh, Wand of Gamelon, man. Representing. Yeah. Uh, Mario went missing. Dan, make PC. it good. Hey, Don- Donkey Windows. Kong was on a Atari. I don't know if that counts. Yeah. PC. But, hey, I had Mario teaches um, typing. Mario, okay? Mario was absolutely <laughs> on PC. So, so real quick, maybe there's yeah, more than one right before answer. Before we this end question. it, before we end it, what yes. are you guys playing? Um, I cannot stop playing Enter the Gungeon. I desperately want to, but I can't. Yeah, he's, he's horrible. He talks about that every it's day. A hate, he hates relationship. He hates the game so much, and he can't stop playing. You guys know you play MOBAs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's true. You get um, it. It's true. Dan, what are you playing? Ori in the Blind Forest. That game's awesome. Yeah, I just started it cool. last night. Um, Wait, do you have a controller? That no, you're I playing don't. With? I don't. Um, 
I also, I mean, Monster Hunter I've been playing. Yep. Uh, there was one other one that I, oh, East India Company. Oh, cool. It's a much older game mm-hmm. uh, that I enjoy. The RNG in it is awful. <laughs> That's really, always fun. really bad. <laughs> Five a- galleons versus two sloops, one of which is damaged. Guess which one of those two wins. <laughs> the one that shouldn't. I yeah. am uh, I'm playing the King's Bird, trying to finish it. That game is brutal. That's in, right. In its, in its later stages. You, for and, sure. uh, you and Brooks. Me, Brooks, and Torson. And Torson. Torson was yeah. talking about maybe streaming it today. Yeah, I'm going to go home and watch him. Nice. All right. What about you, Zach? Uh, I just finished Spider-Man. I'm, I'm borrowing it. I'm looking for <laughs> something else to kind of dive into. Oh, I'm going to bring you Guitar Hero Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to play. I'm, I'm uh, itching oh for God. it. It's a good time killer. But I'm thinking about picking up... Uh, Oh, this is really vague. What's that game with the the robot dinosaurs that came out like a year ago? Ark Horizon. Horizon. Oh, even better. Everybody loves that game. <laughs> I'm it. sure that, you'll dig it. Yeah, Ark, that game is really Ark did not come out a year ago, Scott. It, dude, and who the know, dinosaurs are not who robots. Know when Scott. it came out, and there are robot dinosaurs. <laughs> oh. I don't want to hear it. Okay, yeah, fine. so it was like it's like twenty bucks at GameStop. So I think we can go grab cool. it and play wow, because I heard it's amazing. It is. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. a lot of. You'll have a lot of fun yeah. with it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for yep. hanging out with us. Uh, hey, did we talk about Bowsette today? No. We'll save it for we, next week. Let's, let's not. Or not at all. That's fine, too. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for hanging out. Don't forget to find it on social media, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, VGRX, pharmacy, or Vi- Video Game Pharmacy. Video Game Pharmacy. Ooh, I don't and even then, have to give our disclaimer because you all know exactly what I was just about to say. I don't know what you're going to say. And yeah, then, what are you talking and about? And then don't yeah. forget to check us out on iTunes. That's the biggest one of all. Please leave um, a review. Yeah, leave a review. If you leave, leave our first review, we'll mention it I'll on the show. I'll give you $100. Because <laughs> nobody has reviewed us. We yet. won't give you $100. I'll give you $100. No, but we'll, we'll say who did it on the show and, Ooh, thank, that's them, true, and yeah. thank them. We'll say be thank awesome. you. Yeah. Give a nice shout out. Anyway, guys, uh, for me, Britton, yep. Dan, hi, Zach, bye. We'll see you guys next week. Oh, hey, Dan. By the way, yeah, we're not real pharmacists. Yes. Bye. The pharmacy is now closed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.